You are listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast from Freedom Fellowship Church in Tontytown, Arkansas. Our mission is to love God, love others, and serve both. And now let's listen in to this week's sermon. So as you can see, we are continuing in our From Scars to Freedom series. And the purpose behind this is to show that we all have spiritual baggage. The question is, what do we do to move past that to true spiritual freedom? In other words, what can I do? What can I walk away with today and put into practice and help me get to that next level? Because some of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we get to a spiritual plateau where we're not bad. We're not going down but we're not increasing either. It's that, that humdrum, that plateau that we want to fight against by diving into God's word. So real quick, if I were to ask you, hey, let's go to lunch right after the service, but there's one catch. When we go, I get to take whatever you order, chew it up, put it back on the plate, and then that's what you eat for lunch. Show of hands, who would want to do that? Uh, no, no, John changed his mind. So I want you to think about that very, very disgusting example when it comes to God's word. Would you rather take my word for it? Would you rather go into the word yourself and seek out what the Lord is talking about? Am I saying that it's bad to listen to anybody preaching? No, because I'd be talking to myself right now, right? Every Sunday I would be in here, Tom, Eric, Nate, would be sitting here talking to the wall, you know, preaching. If you weren't supposed to hear preaching, then what are we talking about? We're talking about when people only rely on others to deliver God's word to them through podcasts, through sermons, through teachings. So what we're talking about today is stimulating study, stimulating study. And that is talking about how can I be invigorated in my study of God's word? I I will say this from the the outset. There was a time I was reading the prophet Isaiah and I fell asleep. I mean, boom out like a light. I woke up with a heavy, heavy Bible laying across. What what happened? I was just reading Isaiah. It was that interesting, right? It put me to sleep like that. In fact, I heard a story one time about a guy who, in order to not fall asleep while reading, especially the Old Testament, he would get up on the side of his shower, his, his bath, and balance while reading so that he didn't fall asleep. I should have taken his advice that morning, but I didn't. But again, what we're talking about is how can the Bible become more exciting? Here's the trick. It is exciting. It is. It already is, but it's sometimes it's not always to us. So when we listen to other podcasts and sermons and teachings and other people's thoughts, It can be very, very dangerous to us if we don't do it ourselves because we can very easily be led astray. If we're not checking things out for ourselves, we can be led astray. But it's also about having someone else do the hard work 
the heavy lifting for us. So when it comes to studying the Bible, when it comes to making the Bible exciting and stimulating and, oh, I love this Bible study, there's a million different ways that we can talk about how to make our study invigorating and, and stimulating. We could talk about the use of Bible studies, Googles, commentaries, all of these different tools to help us do that. But what we're going to do today is we're going to focus on one point about stimulating study. And that is the role of the Holy Spirit when it comes to studying the Bible. That's our one takeaway for today. We're going to be looking at how the Holy Spirit stimulates our own Bible study. I was talking with Coach this week, and he said something very simple, very profound. Studying the Bible without the Holy Spirit is just reading. Think about that. We all read our Bibles, whether it's through app, whether it's, you know, the verse of the day, whether it's cracking open the family Bible, whatever it is that you have, we all do that. If we don't rely on the Holy Spirit when it comes to studying, when we do that, really we're just reading words on a page. It becomes an account of something, not a spiritual truth. And the reason we're talking about this one point, the Holy Spirit, is because he will infuse our understanding of what is in God's word on a spiritual level, not just a cognitive level. What does that mean, Mr. Medical Man? Head knowledge versus heart knowledge. You can read all you want to. You can read the book of Genesis like it's a textbook. You're going to have all of that knowledge up here. But how does that knowledge come here? We can't think of clever enough ways as humans to be able to do that, to transfer it from here to here. Why? It is a supernatural thing that is beyond every single human on this planet. That's why we have to rely on the Holy Spirit when it comes to understanding the Bible. As we will see today, the Holy Spirit reveals the Lord in the scriptures and helps us understand him better, which leads to a deeper love from us to him. That's why. That's why we study the Bible. We want to know more about our Lord. You can see in both corners, we see love God, love others, and serve both. Question for you, how do we love someone that we don't know or that we've only heard other people talk about? How do we serve that same God? If it's only just the, the God that, that Eric or Tom or Nate or I talk about from up here or John in the lyrics of worship, we, have, we can have just a, a, a certain view of God. Whereas if we go into his word, we see from Genesis 1-1 until the end of Revelation, we see the nature and character of God for ourselves through the revealing of the Holy Spirit. We're going to focus on two simple points today. Our main takeaway, the role of the Holy Spirit in our study. But there's two pieces to that. I want to look at preparation and illumination. Preparation and illumination. 
We're going to be anchored in John's gospel today, but I want to talk about preparation first. When we prepare to worship the Lord, it needs to be done by the power of the Holy Spirit and not our own. Let me say that again. When we prepare to worship, we need to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, not our own. Now, if you notice, I didn't say when we sit down to study the Bible. I said when we worship. Why is that? We just got done with worship. We're done with worship for the day, right? Nope. Nope. Here's why. Worship is a heart attitude. Everything that I do, I want to bring glory to the Lord, including reading his word. So if I try to understand it on just a, a cognitive level, then I'm, I'm missing the, the, the point of it. Worship is an attitude of doing something for the Lord. So when I sit down, I want to bring glory to him. So what does that look like in reality? When we are preparing to study the Bible, when we sit down, what does that look like in our lives? Do we pray before we read the Bible? I'm not going to ask anybody to raise any hands. It's nobody else's business but you and the Lord. But let me ask that question. Do you sit down with intentionality and say, Lord, I come to you. I ask that your Holy Spirit show me in Scripture what it is that you want me to know. Do you do that? If not, you should. Because again, getting that knowledge from here to here is a supernatural act, not a, you know, alliteration trick that you can, you know, be taught in school. It is a true supernatural event. Because if you don't, if you just sit down and start reading your Bible, is that a bad thing? No, it's not. But is that true stimulated study, supernaturally, Holy Spirit-driven study, the illumination of Scripture? No, it's you reading the verse of the day on the Bible app. Is that wrong to do? No, it is not. It is not. Watch what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse number 10. We've got it up here on the screen. It says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Is that something that we can attain up here? No. He goes on to say in verse 11, no one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not as the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit. Watch this, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Spiritual truth is what we're after as believers. But watch what he says in, in verse 14. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. 
It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Now, when you receive Christ in your life, when you are born again, you are, according to Scripture, a new creation. You are also sealed with the Holy Spirit at that point. You are born into God's kingdom. You are a new creation. You have the Holy Spirit. So now when Paul is talking about this, we understand that it is the Spirit. It is the one of that heart knowledge that is guiding all of this, that is kind of pushing all of this, that is revealing everything to us. So I want to show a a short video from, from Tom about seeking this truth. You know, the question posed to us is, uh, from, for my sake, Tom, why is it that I study? What is it that propels me or uh, gets me excited about doing it? And, you know, the reality for me is uh, I, I have to decide where am I going to look for truth? You know, because there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of people that want to give you their own truth. But the reality for me is my truth is, is in the Scripture. And so what I'm trying to do when I'm studying and, and, and or teaching, whatever it is, I'm trying to understand what it is that God's message to me is and, and, and to investigate that. And then what's big in my life is, is once I read it, I want to ask myself, how do I apply that? Because knowledge for knowledge's sake probably isn't a great advantage, but knowledge with application where you actually understand it and you start to live it out. That for me is what drives me to do what I do because I have great faith in God's word. It's, it's, it's constant, it's unchangeable, my Lord is faithful. And so for me, that's what drives me is I wanna seek the truth that's in God's word and then apply it to my life. There you go, you heard it from the man himself. That is where truth lies is in God's word it is the Holy Spirit that reveals that truth to us so again getting back to the point about preparation when we sit down to open God's word before you do it and start reading I encourage you sit down and just say a short prayer doesn't have to be this long-winded you know anything it's relying on the Holy Spirit when it comes to reading and studying our Bible because the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals this truth to us. Another part of preparation is remaining teachable. One thing, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this point because Coach and I, we talked about this at length um, a while back, uh, a couple days ago, that when we hold on to doctrines, say, well, no, no, no. My grandparents believe this. My parents believe this. So therefore, I believe this. I am going to protect this. And you try to ignore scriptures that will shine any kind of light on this. That is a a, not a good place to be in. The Spirit will lead us into all truth, as we're going to talk about here in just a second. But the point is to remain teachable. Lord, I ask that your spirit show things to me, reveal things to me that will glorify you. These are not just words on a page to us as believers, but this is the Lord speaking. So preparation is about 
praying and remaining teachable. So our second point today, besides preparation, is the illumination of the Holy Spirit in Scripture. The Holy Spirit illuminating things in God's Word to us. That's one of the things that I pray that I I have gotten in the habit of praying every time I teach or anything like that because I understand it's not me and my intellect trying to figure all these things out. It is the Holy Spirit. Think of if you're in a dark room, someone with an old-timey lantern. Think of that. You're illuminating the areas surrounding you. We invite the Holy Spirit to be that for us when it comes to God's Word. The illumination of the things of God is part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I love to give homework up here, so if you have a pen and paper, I want you to read John chapters 14, 15, and 16. They're not super, super long chapters, but we're going to be talking about these three here today. There is a lot, I mean a lot, about the Holy Spirit that could take us weeks to unpack, but we're going to look at those three areas about the Holy Spirit as it relates to illumination of Scripture for us to help invigorate our study. Now, the Greek word for the Holy Spirit is paraclete. And what's interesting about that, that means comforter, encourager, or counselor. So think of those three words when it comes to us studying our Bible. Lord, I don't, I don't know what this passage says. Can you, as my comforter, help comfort me during this time? You, as an encourager, to encourage me to help me understand that? Or my counselor, I don't know what this means. Lord, can you help me? That's the ministry, part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to be that paraclete for us. So I want to point out just a couple of these functions of the Holy Spirit listed in John's gospel to help us understand when it comes to studying our Bible, how this looks. So the first point is we're going to look at the Holy Spirit's leading. So let's look at John chapter 14, verse 15 through 17. We've got them up here. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, watch this next part, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking for him, because it isn't looking for him, and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you and later will be in you. That's what Jesus was talking about as far as the Holy Spirit goes. The Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. Also jump down to John 14, verse 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Now this is Jesus speaking directly to his apostles, but we see that the Holy Spirit will teach us. And so we want to play a a short video from Eric about the Holy Spirit being our teacher. My life changed a great deal when I realized that studying God's Word goes beyond 
just reading the Bible. When we include the Holy Spirit into our lives and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, and we include the Holy Spirit in our study time, and we, in, in preparing to study, when I found out that I needed to talk to God before I began to study. And when I started doing that, His Spirit started to work in helping lead and guide, help me understand what the Scriptures are telling me. And we have to be receptive to what the Spirit's call is because most of us who grew up in church had a preset way of looking at Scripture and things that we were told that we need to believe. But when God shows us through His Word what He wants us to know and how He wants us to take His Word and use it and apply it to our lives, that's when my life changed. And it, and it was, the Scripture was opened up to me in a way that it never had been done before. And that's when I began to truly see God's truth as He intended to be for me. We've got another projector order, by the way. So you won't have to twist your necks anymore looking back at that. So we see, again, it's the Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth, the Holy Spirit who is our teacher. But I want you to, to look at this. The Holy Spirit also has a testimony. So jump over to John chapter 15, verse 26. Jesus says, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. We could elaborate very much on that point, but for the sake of time, I want to keep focused here. Jump over to John chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus said, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And, that, and all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I, I have said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So if you're sensing a pattern, if you are good at identifying patterns, here's what the Holy Spirit does. He is our guide. He is our teacher. He is our equipper. He is the, the tour guide, you know, with the funny hat that if you've ever been on an international uh, trip, he's, he is the one who tells us, I have been here. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to reveal the things of God to you in this study. I am going to glorify Christ because that is part of my job. I am here to testify about Christ. So, Again, back to our original premise, when we sit down and invite the Holy Spirit as we prepare our study or to study, we sit down, invite the Holy Spirit in, Lord, I need this from you. I cannot do it on my own. We see how important, vital the Holy Spirit is in our study. Because not that Bible studies are, are bad, heck, I lead one on Sunday mornings. If anybody's looking for one, 9 o'clock Sunday morning's back there. 
Bible studies are good. Tracks are good, if you've ever received one of those. Books, workbooks, tapes, podcasts, all of these things are good, but they cannot replace the Holy Spirit. So don't let them. So does that mean reading a book, you know, by, you know, John MacArthur is bad? No, it's not. If it will help prompt you into your own study, that's the name of the game. These things are supplemental, but it is the Holy Spirit who is truly our leader and our, our teacher. So this is all well and good. All of the stuff that you've been talking about has been awesome. What does this look like? Really, what can I walk away with today? What does this look like in my life? I get it. Pray, prepare, but still, I, I don't understand what, you know, Isaiah chapter 6, there's some strange stuff in that throne room. What does this look like in reality? We are going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I think we're still having projector issues. Um, but the Apostle Paul says this. This is one of those that, that I've read and read and read, and it just never registered in my thick skull. But this is 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Paul says this. This is as he is closing out 2 Corinthians. He says this. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Did you catch that? And the fellowship of of the Holy Spirit. Fellowship. Some translation, translations say communion. What is communion? We, we do it. It's the cup and the bread. What is communion? Why do we do that? There is a closeness and intimacy. Communion or fellowship is about relationships otherwise we would just be called freedom period freedom not freedom fellowship freedom if we all just sat we didn't talk to one another and just left we would just be called freedom fellowship is about relationships communion is about relationships like I said there's a closeness and an intimacy involved with that so when Paul says and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, communion with the Holy Spirit. That is something very simply each of us can walk away with today and start to do a better job. Doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job, but we can all do a better job of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And again, the reason the Holy Spirit is so important in studying our Bible and invigorating our study is it takes the heavy burden off of ourselves. Because if we think, okay, I've got to figure out what Isaiah 6, I don't know why I'm picking on that, but Isaiah 6 is when Isaiah is called to the throne room of God and there is some wild stuff happening in there. When we see that, if I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. I don't, 
I've been racking my brain trying to figure out what does that mean? What is, why would it look like that's not my job to figure it out, right? The Holy Spirit, I go to him. Holy Spirit, help me understand this. What does this say about you? How does this glorify you? We don't have to figure everything out. It is the Holy Spirit who does the heavy lifting. So we don't have to, in our intellect, try to get this all squared away. We talked about, at the beginning of this message, studying the Word of God apart from the Holy Spirit is simply just reading. We need Him to guide us and invigorate. I love that word, invigorate. Because it doesn't mean that there's something bad that already exists. When you, anybody do a uh, in Cajun-injected turkey this year? Dylan, how, how was it? You still have leftovers? Okay, I'm losing interest. Uh, but what Dylan did was he took a shot of its uh, liquid marinade that you put into the turkey. And it helps develop flavor inside of that. Think of that as, I know that's weird now that I'm saying it, but same type of thing, that there is a shot of something that is invigorating what it is that we're doing. In his case, did you fry it? Okay. In a fried turkey, what it does is it, it helps it develop flavor. There's something from the outside that is helping to do that. Same type of concept when it comes to the Holy Spirit, when he is injecting Truth. He is revealing truth in our lives, in our study. And another thing that we can do is we can pray for a stirring of the Holy Spirit in us. A stirring. Let me do a visual to help you get an understanding. A stirring is that right there. You may have, I don't know what's with the food references, forgive me. If you have a big old pot of stew of leftover turkey, Cajun-injected turkey, sorry. If you have a stew and it's on the burner, is it cooking? Yes. Does it smell very good? Yes. Does it have all the right ingredients? Yes. But it's sitting there and it's not doing anything. If you want those flavors to mix, you do that right there. Same thing with the Holy Spirit, when it comes to our study, to stimulate our study. We've got all the ingredients. I'm a believer. I've placed my faith in Christ. I have the Holy Spirit. I have a Bible. I have a brain. That knowledge is staying up here, but I want it here. We can't get it from here to here. I said that earlier, and I believe that. That stirring of the Holy Spirit, picture a big old pot of gumbo for my Louisiana friends up here, stirring, Holy Spirit, stir in me. Help me to develop this deeper, deeper love for you because that's what it's all about. Is for us to know the Lord in the scripture better than what we did yesterday. We ought to diligently seek the Lord and what his scripture says we need to do that for ourselves and not take someone else's word for it. I've said this before, I'll, I'll say it again, and I'll say it a million times more. In Acts chapter 17, Paul went to Berea. He was preaching. 
Holy Spirit, divinely inspired preaching. And those people in Berea said, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to check and see if what you're saying is right. And they checked everything that he said. And guess what? It all held water. They were like, okay, I salute you, sir. You are the real deal. I encourage you this morning to be Berean. Check everything that I say, that Tom says, Eric, Nate, John, whoever is up here, check what we say with Scripture. Again, not of you saying, well, I didn't really like that, you know, that thing that that guy said that one time. I'm not talking about up here. I'm talking about here. The Holy Spirit's ministry is to illuminate the things of God. We ought to pray for that. Pray every single time we open our Bible. Pray every single time we power up that app. I know I just sounded a thousand when I said that. When you open that app, not power it up, but when you open that app to look at either the verse of the day, pray, Holy Spirit, reveal your truth to me in this one, one measly little piece of Scripture is the equivalent of the entire book of Jeremiah or Isaiah, all 66 chapters. The Holy Spirit works the same way. His job is to reveal God to us, reveal truth to us. Again, we can get it up here all we want to, but it's here where it really counts. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that went forth today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit guiding, leading, revealing, and instructing us here today. You are a magnificent God, and Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. That as believers, we have your Holy Spirit. When we place faith in you, we receive the Holy Spirit. We are sealed with him. And Lord, this week, I ask that you help us to lean on the Holy Spirit more than we ever have before. Help us recognize his importance in our lives, not just in our study, but also our walk with Christ. And Father, we don't want to do anything apart from your Holy Spirit. We trust him. We trust where he will lead us. We trust that he will reveal truth to us. We trust that he will illuminate things from us. Lord, if there's one thing that we get when we leave here today, that is to rely, have a reliance on your Holy Spirit. Not in our own intellect, not in our own understanding, but truly in your spirit. Father, we thank you for this. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and ask this. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast. We are located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tonti Town, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com. We hope you have a great week and that you live out the mission of the church, which is to love God, love others, and serve both.